What is going on, everybody, and welcome to Football Days with Mike and Jake. I'm Mike. And I'm Jake. Today, we're going to touch on the NFL draft as well as the big free agent targets that will be heading into the offseason. Then we'll be wrapping up with the playoff scenarios, and if there's time at the end, Jake and I will be going over our DFS early looks at this Sunday's NFL slate. Uh, before we get started, we're going to do a quick introduction of ourselves, myself and Jake. Uh, we do a, primarily a DFS and fantasy football podcast on our own. And like I said, we just, we just talk primarily fantasy football, DFS plays. And we have been running our own DFS site over on Facebook for the last two years. Uh, so that's primarily our background. Uh, but we dig real deep into all the sports, basketball, baseball, football specifically. And uh, we were reached out about doing a podcast talking about bas- or basketball, football. And we didn't hesitate. We jumped on that train. And here we are. We're here to spit uh, spit out some uh, info on football, give our takes, uh, chop it up with you guys, especially if you want to jump on our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, just to chop up uh, just information in general. We'd be happy to do that with you. But other than that, that's pretty much our 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 history, our background is just where we're fantasy football, DFS background. But we have a ton of knowledge on football in general, and we're we get we were given the opportunity to. Uh, spit out this podcast for you guys and just talk talk football. And today we're we'll talking about the NFL draft, free agency, the playoffs. So pretty straightforward. It's going to be a good time. We're both very excited to do it. This is our first podcast, and we actually have a computer and a new mic on the way. So if there's any issues with the sound or any of that, it's going to be corrected by next week's podcast. So it's kind of bear with us this week on on this as we get our toes uh, dipped in the water. But other than that, we're going to go right into uh, right into the show, uh, starting with the breaking news of Dwayne Haskins getting released, and that's just going to add another team into the need of quarterback, even more so than it was prior to. So that's going to really shake things up for the draft. There could be a lot of trades with all these teams in dire need of a quarterback. So I'm going to have Jake actually start off what we think about this NFL draft and how it's going to go. We're going to go over the team needs for the for for each team and the projected draft order as it start uh, as it as as it stands today. So, Jake, how about we uh, get this thing started with the Jags taking Trevor Lawrence at number one? Well, as as Mike said, uh, Washington cutting Dwayne Haskins is going to lead to another team adding into the uh, the quarterback the the hype train on all the. Quarterbacks coming into the league this year, so obviously you got Trevor Lawrence going number one to the Jags, and yeah, that's that's going to help the Jags tremendously. They're going to look a lot better on offense. Hopefully that um, that helps out DJ Chark and kind of. He goes to a better offense too. He's got DJ Chark. He's got James Robinson. Yeah. Even Lavisca Chenault looked really good this year towards the end. So could be something there. A lot better than the situation he'd be going for for the Jets. That's for sure. So then after Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags, you got the Jets, and they're more than likely going to take a quarterback as well, and they got another good quarterback in Justin Fields. He's a dual-threat quarterback. He should help them quite a bit. Uh, then it gets a little interesting. Like You got the Falcons who at pick four who are going to need a quarterback pretty soon because Matt Ryan is just starting to look washed up. Um and then before that, the Dolphins, who don't need a quarterback, thankfully, have Tua. So that's the spot where I think you're going to look at the first offensive lineman coming off the board. 
Uh, but I'll let you keep going, Jake. Yeah, so I, w- I mean, yeah, I, I skipped over the Dolphins. I was more so looking at all the quarterbacks they were going to go off the board. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, the Dolphins are going to take uh, probably a lineman because they have Tua. Uh, other, although he's not looking that great his, his rookie year, but not many quarterbacks can do it just being just dropped into the league like that. Um, so then you got, you got Atlanta at four looking at the quarterback and the next best quarterback would be Trey Lance coming out of North Dakota state. I believe that's also where Carson Wentz was from. And you know how Carson Wentz just came into the league and kind of lit it up. People thought he was, he was the MVP and, uh, now he was been replaced by Jalen Hurts. So, uh, other than that, so going down to where do the Redskins pick or Washington football team? They pick, they, they're pretty far down in the draft order, but yeah, they're projected right in the middle of the pack. I could see them going after Zach Wilson would be interesting there, or even Kyle Trask, who has a he's shown he's got a big arm, he can run the football. I mean, same with Zach Wilson, but they're both intriguing picks, and I whoever doesn't get taken by Washington, I think will get taken by the Bears, who are just right after him. Now, what I think about that, Jake, is you got you got the Washington, you got Bears that that they do need quarterbacks more so Washington and the Bears, obviously with Mr. Biskey deciding. Could we, to could play. we possibly see another Bears uh, mistake and draft or trade a trade up? Even take though, the wrong one, yeah. Or even just trade up, even though no team is going to pick the quarterback that they want. That could that, very well that, happen. And that's, yeah. that's the first part I was going to get to is the Bears could make the same mistake when they took Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson, which so far isn't looking like uh, the best decision. But what I was kind of getting at is you get the Bears and, and the Washington kind of right above the middle of the pack in the draft. I think it's very, very possible you see one of those two teams make a move in the draft to move up because you have the Broncos and you also have the Colts that are also in need of a quarterback and they're going to be drafting before them. So I think that's going to put pressure on the Bears or Washington to make a move in the draft and move up and get the quarterback that they want. So I expect uh, quite a few moves to happen on draft day, especially built around quarter uh, the quarterbacks that will be drafted. So it'll be a, a lot of action, and I'm excited for that. Uh, Jake, I'll let you continue. All right. So now with all this uh, quarterback need early in the draft, we actually have a pretty deep wide receiver draft once again. And you're going to see a lot of these teams that actually need wide receivers down in the draft, like um, the Packers, for one. Hopefully they draft one this year. The, The Jets, who also have a pick late in the first round. The Ravens, who could use another one. They could all see some solid wide receivers. I mean, Rashad Bateman could be there out of Minnesota. Chris Olav out of Ohio State. You could see these guys just get even Rondale. Rondale Moore. Yep. He's a he's a he's a speedster. He's he's a big play guy. Uh the one the one pick I'm very interested to see is the Patriots first round pick. Kyle Kyle Pitts. They could they go out and draft a tight end to theoretically replace Rob Gronkowski. I love Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts looks great I in love Florida, Kyle Pitts. and he could he could put up Gronk numbers. Real quick his, too, yeah. there, there's there's a very 
he he's an animal in college. I think he could produce very quickly in the NFL. It'll be very interesting to see. Not only that, but he's, he has very little resistance to get to that starting lineup once if he gets drafted to the Patriots. So I look at that for the Patriots to go and grab Kyle Pitts first round and lock that up. So that's that's a that's a good call out. Um, another option or not option, but another thing I've I was I've been noticing is real quick. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, point out some teams in the draft that they that their first need should be of offensive linemen, and that's like we said earlier, the Dolphins and the Bengals they definitely need offensive linemen. The Panthers, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the 49ers. The, um, there's a lot of offensive linemen that is the, that's going to be uh, hot on a lot of these teams' lists, which is going to push down all these skill position players between uh, the offensive linemen that's going to be needed in the draft, the quarterbacks, and the D-backs. There's a ton of teams that really need cornerbacks especially. You're going to see running backs and receivers get pushed down this draft board. We're going to have teams staring at high-quality receivers, running backs, and they're going to have to make the decision if they're going to draft for their team need and get the best available offensive lineman or D-back or whatever the case may be and bypass that great skilled position player standing in front of them, or are they just going to just take them and then just move on? So it'll be very interesting to see what they do, especially with running back. And I want to touch a little bit more on the running back position because I think now the NFL is turning more into a running back by committee where you're not going to see these big max deals for your, your premier running backs anymore. There's not going to be – very many more bell cows. It's going to be a lot of two, two running backs to three with a pass catcher on most all teams. And you'll see that probably this year with Aaron Jones, as he's going to probably leave the Packers and AJ Dillon's the next man up. It'll be the AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams show. But I'd like to see how, how that stands with the, how running backs get drafted. Now, if, if they, if the earliest one goes in the second round, instead of usually get one in the first, but I'd be interested this year to see how teams uh, view their running backs since they're not getting the big contracts and they're not getting featured like they used to be. It's more of the quarterback receiver and, and your offensive line. So I think it's going to be a pretty heavy on the offensive line right away in the first round this year as well as D-back. But obviously leading the way is going to be the quarterback. But overall, Jake, in the first round of the draft, what, what are your kind of what are your kind of your takes on what's going to happen? Well, I see uh, there's one offensive lineman that's going mid-round, mid uh, mid-first round right now, and that's Rashawn Slater. I think he's going to creep up the uh, draft board a little bit just because he can play anywhere on the line. He's so versatile, and he could fit any of the – any need. So I could I could definitely see him going, you know, third to the Dolphins or even fifth to the Bengals. Uh, so he's he's definitely one that I'm, I'd watch. He'll definitely creep up. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he is he's a beast. He was a beast at Minnesota. He decided to uh, declare for the draft early, foregoing his uh, about half of his senior se- or junior season, I believe. And he's a wide receiver, by the way. Uh, he's going another. He's another mid uh, draft pick right now. I could definitely see him creeping up going possibly passing Jalen Waddle and just being behind Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith right now as the number three wide receiver taken off the board. So that's that's another person to watch, definitely. Do you think uh, the Lions are going to take another receiver in the first round? I know they've had 
pretty poor luck doing that. Then again, it's been number one overall, but I see them getting uh, Devontae Smith. It, it would be smart. I mean, you got you got Marvin Jones, who's creeping up there in age, and Devontae Smith and Kenny Galladay pair would just be that it'd be, be nice. it'd be killer. As long as Kenny Galladay can stay healthy, you got Devontae Smith who can stretch the field, and you got a big body Kenny Galladay. You you got all your team needs, or you got all your offensive needs there since you got TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. All you need really then is a quarterback. Right, yeah, and that's another thing is Stafford's time the most up. So if you're a if you're a Lions GM, you got to really decide if you want to go with the top wide receiver in the draft when you're up. Or are you going to try to get someone to back up Stafford when his time's over? Or are you just going to look to the free agency and just sign a, qu- a quarterback? <coughs> but I think they're going to go Devontae Smith. They'd be smart. And I he's 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 a he's a big play guy. Um, for running backs, Jake, who, any running backs that pop off your list? I don't see very many going in the first round. I don't think you're going to see a running back go until mid second. It's looking like the only running back that may make the first round is Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I I do like is Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Out of I believe he's out of Oklahoma State. He's he's a big physical running back, but I don't see him going in the into the first round. He'd be a mid second, I think, just with all the wide receivers falling because of the quarterback and O-line that are going to be taken early. Right, right. And I think I I agree with that. And there's going to be a lot of uh, defensive backs that are going to be getting plucked off this draft order early as well. But other than that, well, if do you have anything to add at all, Jake, or do you want to move on to the next on, on topic? On the draft, I don't think I have anything really to add. Uh, I guess it's on to the free agency. So for the free agency, the big uh, – I'll actually have you, Jake, go over the big the big name targets heading into the free agency, and then we'll uh, go over the budgets for their, for the top teams and see if you make any predictions of where these these guys are going to go. All right, so I just went. I just picked a few names out of every uh, the major offensive category or major offensive positions uh, that are going to be free agents next year. The top guy everyone should know, Dak Prescott. For quarterback, and then there's also Mitch Trubisky. Running backs, you got Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and Le'Veon Bell. And wide receiver, you got Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kenny Galladay, and Chris Godwin. Now, I think the most interesting one is where is Dak going to go? Because before his injury, he was lighting it up. He's going to get paid. Are the Dallas Cowboys going to Paying that and just keep keep their defense just terrible, or are they going to decide to save money and pay their, pay some defensive players, or what are they going to do, Mike? This is, this is something crazy, and I I don't know if it's even to happen or if it's crazy just saying it, but I think they pay him. I do too, but do you think something about Zeke? Do you think Zeke's they're going to find someone to take Zeke's contract. You know, Tony Pollard looked good filling in for him. Uh, that you, you got a point. I don't know if it happens this year, but it could happen. It's got to be in the back of 22. It, it's got to be in the back of his mind yet. Jerry Jones' mind, yes. You got you to gotta dump that Zeke contract on somebody, and we're going to go over the free agent budgets that some of these teams have, and their need is a running back. 
And if they're willing to, to soak up Zeke's contract, that's going to free up so much cap space for the Cowboys where they can go ahead and sign Dak and then go get a running back to back up Pollard because Pollard looked really good. He's looked good ever since coming to the league, and he's been a great backup for, for Zeke. And he's more elusive now. Zeke just looks like he's he got paid, out, of, that's out of shape. It. it looks like he just got paid and doesn't care anymore. You'd think that Zeke was hurt all season, but he, out of all the, the premier backs this year, with he's the one that was healthy. Obviously, Barkley was gone, Chris McCaffrey gone. Like you, Zeke was there basically the entire season, and you couldn't really tell. It seemed like he was injured for part of it because his numbers weren't up to par. So I think... My bold call is the Cowboys try to shop Zeke and find somewhere to dump that I got contract. An, I got an interesting scenario here. Since you're talking about trading Zeke, you got the Jets with the most cap space. You think they take on Zeke and in return get a pick and C.J. Mosley, the Jets' best linebacker? Weren't the Jets in the sweepstakes for Le'Veon Bell when he was asking for that big contract? The Jets were in the sweepstakes for Bell, but that wasn't Adam Gase's that's true. running back. They that's, didn't want him. That's true. So I don't. I don't see why not. It's it's interesting. Not not saying it's gonna happen. I have no no proof on that, but it's uh it's definitely interesting. Not only that, but they're close to a hundred million dollars in cap space, so they have plenty of mo- of money to make something happen. And we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Uh, so we highlight on that deck. I'm gonna quick talk about Mitch. I think the the Bears are gonna they're the Bears are gonna squeak into the playoffs and they're gonna sign Mitch to a one year deal. Yep. One year prove it deal. Yep. And that's gonna be Mitch's last shot. And it's either he's gonna he's gonna do it or he's not and he's gonna be gone. So I think they're gonna re sign Mitch. But I was kinda talking earlier about Aaron Jones. This is, I think this is Aaron Jones' last season. Yep. Obviously everyone talked about the Packers draft last year, how they went. Jordan Love and then AJ Dillon. They didn't really use A.J. Dillon all season until this past week against the Titans when Jamal Williams was out, and he looked phenomenal. He out-snapped A.J. or A.J. Well, he out-snapped Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones, on a on a run, it looked like he hurt his uh, tailbone. Yeah. So he went out for a drive, and A.J. Dillon just kind of took over, and he he was playing for that that starting spot. And I think he proved it to the Packers organization that he deserved. And he, he was definitely playing like Aaron Jones isn't going to be a Packer next year. And if anything, if they learn anything about Zeke is you don't max pay a running back, you're going to put that money towards your quarterback or an offensive lineman. Uh, It seems to be more beneficial for teams. And I will keep a close eye when the Packers come in the playoffs and take a look at Aaron Jones's usage. Cause I have a sneaky feeling that the, the Packers are going to, are going to, use the heck out of Aaron Jones. They're going to give him a ton of touches, a ton of carries. They're going to use and abuse him because they don't have plans to, to keep him. And Aaron Jones going to go, and he's going to prove himself that he's worth a max contract, and he's going to go and get paid somewhere else, which is a good move on both parties. And the Packers already have it set up with them having A.J. Dillon. And Jamal Williams is a great running back as yeah. well. So I don't see any issues at all with the Packers doing that because they have two great, running backs right behind them. So I'm starting to understand and like what they did in last year's draft, um, but it's just one game. Anything can happen. But now, as, now Aaron Jones, going off of kind of what Mike said, he doesn't have anything that he has to prove. He was the top – he had the most touchdowns last year out of any position player. He is – I believe he's, he's top five in rushing yards this year. 
He he doesn't have anything to prove. He he, and he deserves, shows that he can catch. He deserves the contract. He's it's gonna just, get it. It's just the Packers aren't in a position to pay him. They decided they want to go cheap at running back, which and pay David Bakhtiari. Yep, they de- they decided they wanted to um, protect their quarterback and running back. You can almost always find a diamond in the rough in the draft for cheap. Kind of like they found AJ Dillon, who's just a bruiser. Not only that, but you you see a lot of running backs play a lot better than than they should when you have a great offensive line to run behind. Yep, I mean the Packers have one of the best ones this year. Key point, key in point, Demarco Murray. Yep, he was great at uh, Dallas, and then when he went off to Tennessee, Tennessee, he was nothing. So I mean, you can you can look great behind a great offensive line. You want to bring up the Zeke point? The Cowboys had one of the worst offensive lines this year, and that's another reason Zeke has yeah. been garbage. So maybe maybe its offensive line did a, a, a lot of that, uh, a lot of the talking when it came to the money. But next next uh, next big name guy, uh, we'll go with uh, Allen Robinson. That's Ooh. a tough one for me. I don't know what the Bears are gonna do about that. What do you think, Jake? I think I think if Allen Robinson is smart, he walks. That Allen Robinson is honestly, he should be a top five wide receiver in the league right now. Yeah. But look at the quarterbacks he's played with. And he's I been mean, healthy too. He's this year alone, Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. His career alone, he's played with Blake Bortles, and he's always been a top wide receiver. This guy is phenomenal. He's even phenomenal. I want to see him with a good quarterback. Yeah, and he's getting up there in age offense. too, where he's going to want to try to go to a, a competitor and try to get get a ring before he goes out. Early this season, he showed that he was not happy with the bears and then some i don't know what happened within the organization but that just kind of went by the wayside and all of a sudden they were fine i don't see him signing back with the bears no he's gonna go to a contender if he was smart he would uh the next name on that wide receiver list is juju now that's an interesting one bye he is not staying with uh pittsburgh they got Deontay Johnson, who is their number one now in um, targets. They got Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool who, who is the new Juju. And I think Juju just goes by the wayside. My bold prediction is he goes to Cincinnati and replaces A.J. Green. What I think he needs to do is he needs to go back to his daddy that made him good and go find whatever team Antonio Brown's on and go go join that team because Antonio Brown made him who – Everyone thought he would be, and then once Antonio Brown left, Juju's the number three receiver. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I think he goes to, um, he goes to Cincinnati. He's not going to be the number one there. No, he's not number. Tyler one. Boyd is going to be there. T. Higgins is still going to get his targets. I think he's going to be the number three there, and he's going to light it up. So yeah. I think Juju would be. It would make sense to go to Cincinnati. Well, especially when they go back into the draft, is the Steelers could definitely use a running back. And to add a good running back in the second round to that offense is really going to help Big Ben out if he's there next year or however this season pans out. But the defense, the defense of the Steelers is phenomenal. They don't even need to touch it. They just need to pound the offense in the, in the draft this year. So there's there, the Steelers are one I'm going to watch as far as what they do in the draft because there's very little room for them that need to improve. But it's a huge part of their team is their offense. 
So I, I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye and see the moves that they make to, to get that, that offense better. And it starts with what they're going to do with Juju. And then if they're going to get a running back in because James Conner has been digressing for the last couple of seasons. Jake, do you want to do one more highlight of one of these free agents or do you want to move on to the budgets? Uh, free agent. All right. If you want, I can just gripe uh, a little bit well, real quick. There's, there's one that's going to be very interesting. Chris Carson. Is Seattle going to keep him? I mean, you got you got Rashad Penny, who's finally healthy again, and he's been taking snaps. You got Carlos Hyde, who's been taking snaps from him. So they got a they got a running back by committee with three running backs. Do you do you think they're gonna sign Chris Carson to big money? I mean, he deserves it. He's a good running back. He showed that he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. Are they gonna keep him? I don't think so. Man, that's tough. To me, they don't. I don't believe. Do they have a first-round pick this year? I don't, I don't think so. So, but so if, you think they're going to take him? I I don't think they keep him. Do you Do you think Rashad Petty stays healthy for the first time in his career? No, but you also don't need to. You don't need to, or they're not going to take a running back in the first round, obviously. Well, the second. So all the running backs are going to be taken later in the draft. I think they take one, and they just sign Carlos Hyde to a cheap deal like they did before. To be honest, I think they 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 be might smart. they might let Chris Carson walk and go and sign a running back. That could happen too. But I don't feel comfortable having my backfield being Carlos Hyde and Rashad Penny. If Rashad Penny could stay somewhat healthy and at least put in ten games a season, then maybe you have that optimism. But Rashad Penny can barely get off out of training camp without blowing something up. So I would see if I could sign a running back. They don't have much cap space. So with that being said, they may just have to let him walk because they obviously have dire need on the defensive side of the ball and just kind of just wing it at running back. I think that'd be smart, but I'm not quite sure. That's the, you made a good point. I'm not sure what Chris Carson, how they're going to handle that, or if Chris Carson wants a giant contract or not. That's going to be my prediction is they let him walk and they just figure it out in the free agency. And then the one last thing I want to talk about as far as the free agents before we move on is Le'Veon Bell. I thought him going to Kansas City would be a phenomenal place for him to go. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's a high-usage running back. I was like, dang, he's going to kill it with Patrick Mahomes. And this last week, obviously, CEH, Hilaire is out. Le'Veon Bell gets the starting nod, and he does absolutely nothing with it. He had the opportunity. He got out. Touch base by Daryl Williams. I'm not quite sure what's wrong with Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if he's just done, if he's just checked out or what. I I personally don't think that Lev Bell's checked out. I just don't think that that offense utilizes the starting running back as a starting running back. It's a it's a running back by committee, no matter who's there. So how it is, yeah, yeah. I I, I never thought that he was gonna kill it on the Chiefs. I thought that was a dumb move by him, and he's just chasing a ring. So well, everyone knew that. So that's just my personal opinion on Lev Bell. I so think, he's gone. He's I think he's staying. gone, and he's just finding the next championship team. Or he's just going to try to get paid again. <laughs> yeah, he could do that. Go to the Jets for real this time. <laughs> but after that, we're just going to go, and I'm just going to highlight the the top six or seven teams with the most free agents spending and number one's going to be the Jets they have about 97 million dollars in cap space number two's going to be the Jags with 
85, almost $85 million. The Patriots, who've been saving up, and I'm ready for them to make a big splash. They're at $72 now, million. now, they're an interesting team because, what was it, three or four, well, four or five of their defensive starters decided to opt out of the season, I believe, yep. due to COVID. So they could easily go from a bad team to a great team. And no one's going to realize what just hit them either because they're yep. going to come in, their defense is going to be solid again. Stefan Gilmore, hopefully his quad heals finally tore that, which he has plenty of healing time now. But they can come in with their defense back to normal. They have $72 million in cap space. They could potentially have a Kyle Re- Pitts. Reinvigorate that offense, and they just could be a phenomenal team again. Do you think that starts with Cam Newton, or do you think that goes somewhere else? Oh, Cam Newton's gone. Yeah, that's what I think, too. So I, the Patriots are going to – they're up to something. Bill Belichick, I think this year he's playing stupid. He's uh, – he knew what he was doing this year. He knew he was going to get a good draft pick. He's going to re- revamp this this team. And I'm, Bill Belichick's one of the greatest coaches I've ever witnessed. So you'll see next year what the what the Patriots what the Patriots have in store. Uh, anyways, the, the the number four team in the NFL with the highest budget is going to be the Colts with sixty seven million dollars. Well, now they've been up there the uh, last two years, I believe. And they just haven't really done – they haven't really spent much money. Yeah, and let's, let's look at the Colts. They have a great defense, right? Yep. They have one of the best offensive line. Go get a wide receiver. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you can – I mean, they need a quarterback as well. So, depending on what they do in the draft, they could – they're just – Jonathan Taylor turning out at the end of the year. Seems like the running back solidified. Obviously, with Neam Hines. Hines. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Marlon Mack when he comes back. That's going to be one heck of a, a rotation. Yeah, especially with uh, what is it, Jordan Wilkins? Jordan Wilkins, yeah, and he's he's another solid back. Who's the who's the great receiver that went down like week two or three this uh, year? Why well, can't I think of his Paris name? Paris Campbell. Yeah, Paris Campbell, their slot receiver. He's gonna come back healthy. I think they're one big number one receiver away from being a contending team, and obviously a quarterback. But they're they've all the they have all the pieces in motion. They have the money to do what they need to do. Uh, number five for the Washington football team, they have about $51 million, followed by the Bengals with $41 million. And then finally, to wrap it up, let's go with the Dolphins. They have about $35 million. So you got seven seven of those teams that can basically do whatever they want. And the two of them that stick out to, like we just pointed out, is the Patriots and the Colts because both the teams are very good as it is right now. Not the Patriots as much, obviously, because of how they did this year. But like Jake said, with other opt-outs and the potential they have with that money. And obviously when you have one of the greatest coaches of all time still there, they're going to be able to make some noise. But the Colts is really intriguing to me to see what they do because they're not going to let that money sit. They're going to put it somewhere. It's just where are they going to, where are they going to put it? Jake, do you have anything to add on the free agent budget? Uh, not, not really. I mean, Jacksonville could do a lot of damage, especially with, getting the number one overall pick, getting a quarterback that saves you a lot of money there. They could just beef up that offensive line, and they could do some damage next year. They're an interesting team. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything on free agency. Uh, once once we keep rolling with getting closer to the draft, uh, we'll go more in-depth as far as team, team needs, player-wise. But we're just giving you a quick overview of everything. And podcasts going forward, we're gonna we'll get we'll dig a little bit deeper into different different categories. Um, but we're gonna keep rolling real quick here, just going quickly about uh the playoffs that are that are gonna be happening real soon now. Uh, Jake, do you wanna 
get the start of what we're looking at with the playoffs. If it's pretty much all locked in, we just have a handful of teams that are just basically in must-win situations. you want to just go over that real quick? Well, I'll go over the AFC. That, that's very interesting. I mean, you already got the Chiefs who locked in the first uh, the first Chiefs. round by. Uh, but your 5, 6, and 7 seed and the 8 seed, who is the Colts, who are currently not making the playoffs, they're all tied. This is a dire week for all four of those teams. They need to win. What's What's funny about that is all the Browns need to do is beat the Jets last week to lock it in. They couldn't even do it. What's crazy is you could possibly have an 11 and 5 team Miss. not make the playoffs, and you could have a team. I believe it's going to be 7 and 9 this year. Yep. In the NFC, make the playoffs and host. Yeah, it's that's just insane. It shows you how good the AFC is, really. Uh, what do you think about the what's what's going on in the NFC? Well, the NFC you got the Rams. They got all got to do is win, and they lock it up. Unfortunately, they're going to be winning without Jared Goff. They're going to be winning without Cam Akers. They're going to be winning without Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I believe Daryl Henderson was just put on yeah, the IR. He's got a, a high ankle sprain, I believe it was. So it's not looking good for the Rams. They may lose, which will make this even more interesting. One one interesting point in that game, Kyler Murray might not play in that game. True. So you could have battle of the backups trying to lock in a playoff spot that'd be wild to what see. is going on speaking, in week 17 and speaking of the cardinals they have to win to get in and the bears are also in the mix they also have to win so there's a lot of things that need to happen but those three teams the rams the bears the cardinals they all have to win and have have some things go right in their way but it's going to be a really fun sunday especially with all these injuries around that's going to have different effects on these games but it's going to be wild and wouldn't that be crazy if the Bears somehow made it in after their huge meltdown in the middle of the season? But it, it could very well happen, or Kyler Murray misses the playoffs, and he was an uh, MVP candidate at one point. So buckle up for Sunday because these six teams are gonna be they're gonna be uh they're gonna be going this hot action, if you ask me. And then finally, obviously, like Jake mentioned before, you have the Great battle. <laughs> oh, battle of the worst. Yeah, you got the Dallas and Washington. Are, that division's up for grabs for either of those teams, so they're also in must-win situations, and you're going to have... Dallas plays the Giants, and Washington plays the Eagles, I believe. And, and let whoever wins that game just somehow just turn on the playoffs, win the first round, and make some noise. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Just a Cinderella team. I could actually see that happening. It's just something stupid happens, and whoever wins that division just, like... Makes it one or two rounds further than they ever should, but yeah. I could. That, that's that's going to happen, especially the, <clears throat> the Washington football team because that defense with with Chase Young is nasty. That's a that's a nasty defense. But then look at Dallas's offense. You got you got. How do you cover all three of those wide receivers? Yeah. Plus you got Zeke and Pollard, and they're playing with their backup, and their backup is Andy Dalton. Hey, what if he the, shouldn't be a backup? What if Heineke just like decides he's an elite quarterback? And they don't need to worry about a quarterback no more. Wouldn't that be it's something? It's Heineken time. Yeah, that would. That'd be that'd be crazy. Yeah, in general, that the playoffs this weekend would be awesome. So I can't wait to watch how these unfold. And uh, finally, I'll spend the last two minutes or so just uh, talking about uh, mine and Jake's uh, podcast and Facebook page. Um, in the description, there's going to be our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. Please feel free just to go and like and follow us. 
feel free to shoot us messages. Uh, we reply real quick. If you just want to chop up just football in general, football talk, what's going on on Sunday as far as who's in, who's out. We're, we're available, very available. And if you're interested at all in our DFS sites, just message us there too, and we'll we'll point you to that direction. So, like I said, just, just give us a follow. And that's all we really ask for. Jake, do you have anything to say to finish this thing off? Uh, not, not really. I mean, you kind of touched it, touched on all the points. You, you told them all about our social media pages. Uh, we got, we'll, we'll have out on Saturdays. We'll have our player pool. We'll have our lineups posted on Sundays. Uh, that's, that's and we really get in everything it. we do. We yeah. do basketball, we do football, college sports, we play everything. So if you're a, you're a fantasy guy, DFS guy, definitely hit us up. Even, even when, uh, there's no sports on. We we dabbled in the esports this year, and we did fairly well. So we're, we'll dabble in anything you want, really. Yeah, we're we'll, just glad we'll we chop it up. We're just glad we got this opportunity to uh, do podcasts on the sport itself, and we're looking forward to next week uh, digging a little bit more deeper inside the of what we think is going to happen in this draft. And as we get closer to the draft, more information and more news will unfold. And We'll be sure to keep you guys updated. So we appreciate you guys listening into this our first podcast. And next week we'll have a we have our sound system, our mic, and everything. They'll be here by now, so we'll have we'll have better sound and everything. So it'll be a lot better. Jake, anything? We we good? Ah, uh, see you next week. All right, cheers, fellas.